This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Now you can see me. <laughs> I don't know why I left that up. Uh, good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining us today, as always, for the Arsenal Transfer Show every morning, 8 a.m. UK time. Uh, as always, uh, drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Uh, thank you for making us a part of your morning routine as well. Uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying today. Um, I wonder if, uh, yeah, indeed, StreamYard has, it's just so many people jumping at the start of shows now. I don't think, uh, I'm not sure if uh, a StreamYard can even deal with it at this moment in time. Um, we've got Penny Ween, uh, we've got Black Shine, Rich Connie, Matt G, Runs With Cows, uh, Red Star, Morgie, Carl, uh, Amira, Temi, uh, all the usual suspects. Uh, we've got Omar, NSW, uh, Brads, we've got Eamon, Good Morning. Um, and thank you so much for everybody that's tuning in and always leaves a kind message for the morning shows. Uh, let's crack on with today's stories. First thing, a link in the description to the latest piece from myself on FL, um, all about how Arsenal's critics look rather silly at the moment. And to be honest, how every single one that's just trying to undermine or take the mick out of Arsenal or put point the finger at Arsenal um, is just looking a little bit yeah, embarrassed with what they've been saying. So it's kind of a letter to Arsenal's critics, if you will. Certainly worth your time and certainly will make you smile on a Thursday morning. Uh, we released yesterday the uh, latest episode of the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast. As always, joined by Sophie Owen and Dr. Raj. We talked about the North London derby. We talked about El Nenny, uh, his injury. We talked about Gabriel Jesus, Reese Nelson. We talked a bit about Edu and the criticism he's faced as well. So if you've not yet given that a listen... That is also available on all of YouTube and the audio streaming platforms as well. Uh, Arsenal made a statement in response to two incidents of anti-Semitism. The statement read, there was an incident at the North London Derby on Sunday involving Arsenal supporters in which one of our fans overheard grossly offensive anti-Semitic statements made by another Arsenal fan. On the same afternoon, we were all appalled 
to hear of an incident at the Cali pub in Islington involving other anti-Semitic chants. We recognise the impact this behaviour has on our many Jewish supporters and others, uh, and others and condemn the use of language of this nature, which has no place in our society. Arsenal must be a safe and welcoming environment for everyone. And we want to be clear that any kind of discriminatory debuts, uh, abuse sorry, is not welcome at our club. Uh, we will not stand for this kind of behaviour and we will take strong action against any supporters who we establish are responsible for such acts. Anyone identified will receive a lengthy club ban and their details will be passed on to the police to commence legal proceedings. If any of our supporters witness any form of discriminatory behaviour, we urge them to report the incident to the police. If inside our stadium, report to a matchday steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 6 quadruple 7. Together uh, with a description of the incident and location within the stadium, this enables supporters to report an incident safely and for us to act quickly as possible. I wanted to make sure that I read the entire st- uh, statement because it is very it's very very important indeed that we discuss these types of things i don't know if you've been able to read uh the description of the incident that happened at the cali pub but i certainly was made aware of it retweeted it shared it so as many people could see it and read it as possible it was horrific to read through that story um and i hope that the people involved and that were instigating this are certainly dealt with in the appropriate way because there is no place for that in this club if you hear or see any anti-Semitic behaviour, including, of course, the use of the Y word, um, then report it as soon as possible. And if you are caught up in any kind of song which proceeds to the see or hear the use of the Y word, I encourage you to please not use it um, and to think about the impact that it has on others. Moving forwards, Manchester United dropped points uh, in their supposed title challenge. Although that said, I don't really see too much uh, of a title competitor in Manchester United, it has to be said. Uh, And also Casemiro was booked, meaning he will miss Arsenal's game against United at the Emirates on Sunday. Uh, A brilliant Michael Ali's free kick, of course, was the difference between the two clubs. And to be fair, Manchester United should have had a penalty for a tackle in the box at 1-0 as well. But I suppose what goes around comes around. Arsenal, of course, should have been awarded their goal at Old Trafford and it was taken away wrongly by VAR. Um, but uh, they will now, of course, be in a situation where Arsenal can move 11 points clear of Manchester. Uh, yeah, 11 points clear of Manchester United on Sunday with a win. Tottenham, of course, play against Manchester City tonight, which means that if Arsenal were to win against Man United and Spurs were to do Arsenal a favour, it means they can move 11 points clear with a game in hand, and you know even more potentially, or eight points with a game in hand. But if they win and United were to lose, or rather City were to lose also this weekend, it could produce a situation where Arsenal are 11 points clear with two games in hand and still having to play City twice. Oh, the ramifications are beautiful, aren't they? Uh, Bad news, unfortunately. Train strikes are set to cause major disruption for the Everton away trip. Uh, Train strikes are set to take place across uh, all services, uh, or at least a a large number of them, um, on the 1st and 3rd of February. Arsenal travel to Everton on the 4th of February and unfortunately because of the impact bleeding into the following day and Arsenal's kickoff time away at Everton being 12.30 in the afternoon it is going to create quite the disruption. I am meant to be going to that game and was planning on getting the train. It now seems as though I may be doing a 10-hour drive round trip on that day which could be quite an amusing. I mean I did it for the Man United game and we lost so I'm hoping that I'm not going to have to do that and repeat that feat 
for Everton. Uh, El Nenny was missing from training this week. My colleague Kai Kanat revealing that indeed it is a knee issue. There was no indication that it is a serious knee issue, nor that it was minor. So all that we know so far is that it's a knee injury. Hopefully it is not too serious and we should receive an update from Mikel Arteta on Friday's press conference. Reese Nelson has stepped up his recovery. However, it is expected that Manchester United will come too soon for the winger. But fingers crossed we should have Reese Nelson back involved with the group very soon indeed. Uh, Fulham are closing in on a deal for Cedric Suarez. As talks continue about personal terms, shouldn't be too many issues between the clubs. This should most likely be a loan until the end of the season with a clause of a purchase option at the end of it. We'll get further information as we get it. Arsenal, of course, in reaction to this, have got their talks with Ivan Fresneda, although there is suggestions that Real uh, Valladolid wants the player back for the rest of the season on loan, and that could be favourable in getting him for a cheaper price. Can Arsenal do without another right-back if Cedric moves on? Potentially, we've got Dwight, we've got Tommy Astor, we've got Rural Waters still at the club as well. Potentially, we've got enough to cover ourselves, but things could change rapidly if there are a spate of injuries. Uh, Arsenal target Jesper Lindstrom is said to be available for as little as €20 million. Euros. Uh, this is according to reports coming out of Germany. Not sure how realistic it is to get a player of his quality for that little, but being that small in price, if it is indeed real is surely an absolute no-brainer during the January window. Yes, Blindstrom, a very talented player, can play on the wide areas, can play through the middle. He's very quick as well, um, and has got that pace that is a bit deceiving for a player that you've also seen play through the middle um, and someone we talked about at length before. Could be one for Arsenal to look to if other targets are exhausted during January. And our headline transfer story of the day is that despite what we told you yesterday from reports that emerged from Germany, that there was nothing concrete coming from the potential move for Moussa Diaby. Uh, this has been conflicted by uh, Patrick Berger, uh, who is a very well-connected uh, journalist out in Germany, who claims that the interest from Arsenal is indeed real and they have a very serious interest in the player. However, it could be that a summer move for Moussa Diaby is more likely than a winter one. Uh, Leverkusen has said to want €70 million Euros plus significant bonuses to do a deal for the French international, which just seems mad. <laughs> just seems absolutely crazy. I did a piece yesterday about Nico Williams, about the fact that he's available for £43 million with a release clause. And I don't know why that isn't something that Arsenal might look to uh, look into with, with the options that are going around with the price tags that are being talked about. Very good young player. But when you see 70 million to 100 million plus being talked about for the likes of Musa Diaby, it really does make you get very frustrated uh, about what's going on in the world of transfers and the world of Arsenal. Okay, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Okay, uh, let's move to part two and questions from the chat box. So if you do indeed have any night to throw in, now is indeed your time to do that. Lynn says, Tom, I thought Nico Williams was coming to Arsenal. Why? <laughs> Why did you think that? I hope I'd really much like to see Nico Williams rock up at the Emirates this winter. I think he'd be a very smart move for Arsenal to consider this winter. Um, but uh, I'm not sure um, that that indeed is, is is something that we're necessarily looking at, just that it's an option for the club. There have been links to him and Arsenal. Nothing concrete to say that we might be looking for the release clause, though, at the moment. Uh, Temi says, if Cedric moves in January and Arsenal win the league, does he get a medal? It depends how many games he's played. Has he played any Premier League games this season? I don't think that he has. Cedric Suarez, he might have come off the bench. Let's have a quick check. It's a good question, actually. Um, let's have a quick look. Has he played any Premier League games? Yes, two. He's come off the bench twice. How many Premier League games must you play to get a medal? Let's have a look. Uh, five matches. Since the 12-13 season, a player needs to have played in a minimum of five matches for a title-winning team to qualify for a medal. That is according to Wikipedia. Uh, so, <laughs> but I'm looking at others and apparently it might mean that, yeah, you do need to play uh, five games. So, no, Cedric would not get a medal if Arsenal were to win the Premier League, unfortunately. Um, let's go to... Uh, Akmal says, next season will probably be a harder season to win the league. City will get themselves used to playing with Haaland. United are on the rise and Newcastle will splash the cash. We need signings this window. Uh, Derek says, uh, Tom, we are signing nobody. I'm assuming this is Derek because it's YouTube user with no name and I believe it's Derek. Uh, we are signing players. With, we are not signing any players. So frustrated. And I said it last uh, already. Uh, it's too much talk again. Uh, again, we, we just continually try to monitor and, and report what is being reported. It's frustrating. I get that. I want us to see us sign players. I want to sign players. I hope that we do sign players, but there's never any guarantees. But uh, there will be certainly an inquest at the end of the window if indeed Arsenal haven't brought anybody in because to say there's nobody available this window is not true. It's just not true. There is options out there for Arsenal um, if we don't sign anybody and that has a significant impact on our title challenge this year, there is going to be big, big questions indeed. LJ says, Tom, why haven't we considered buying Michael Elise? In all seriousness, not just based off yesterday's performance, every time I see this kid, I'm like, okay, this kid has serious talent slash techers. Um, I put him into my list of 30 forwards. Um, so he's a player that I certainly appreciate and believe that he could be someone that Arsenal uh, should be looking at potentially as a signing. So I agree with you. Uh, Alize is definitely someone I hope Arsenal are looking at. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom, would you consider a move for Anthony Gordon? I think it would be a decent move. Near enough, every team in the top six was linked to him last season. The price tag is very high. I think it was suggestions of around £60 million, pounds, something like that, Ch uh, Chelsea were willing to part with to get Gordon. I'm not sure he's worth that much, but he is a talented player. It would depend upon the fee. I'm not sure he's an out-and-out -out winger either. And that kind of leads me to, to question things. Uh, Penny Wynn says, does El Nenny's injury mean that we could, or rather should, recall Charlie 
Patino. Uh, I think that Charlie Patino, if El Nenny was injured for the long term and we couldn't find a midfielder, should certainly uh, be thought about as being recalled and certainly something the club are thinking about. As far as I'm aware, they've not ruled out the possibility of recalling anyone. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if that is something that happens. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, why do you think there aren't more rumours of players pushing to join us this month? I thought players would want to be part of a title race. I don't think it's necessarily about players like and the need to push. We saw Mudrick push, but he's not ended up at Arsenal because it's all to do with the clubs and their valuations of the players as well. So we could say that they could put in a transfer request, but the rumours were that once Chelsea agreed that deal with Shakhtar, Mudrick apparently was pushing to see if Arsenal would match that bid. And when they didn't, he made the decision to make that switch to Arsenal. So it's it's very, very difficult to, uh, to see even players pushing for moves, not necessarily see end in a potential switch to the Gunners. Um, as we've just talked about with Nico Williams-Harvey, I've not heard anything specific about us having interest, just that he's an option out there that Arsenal should definitely be considering. Uh, Carpy Chris says, do you think Man United will be affected without Casemiro on Sunday because they beat us 3-1 without him at Old Trafford? Uh, the Old Trafford game is a bit of a weird one. We didn't have Thomas Partey, of course, during that game, which is a big, big loss for us. Um, and we should have I mean, we should have won. We were the better team and we should have had that goal stand. When we went 1-0 up, would have changed the complexion of the entire match, if we're being very honest. Um, you're right in saying that he wasn't available. He did come off the bench, I think, towards the end of the game in that fixture. I've said that he is a big miss, but for me, whether or he was there or not, I had the confidence, I had the belief that Arsenal would be able to win this game. And I'm hoping that is certainly going to be the case on Sunday. Uh, Chris says, hi, Tom. Are there any wingers available on loan this January? I just can't see us permanently signing a winger that we absolutely want and are not in for 100 million euros. It's a, it's a fair question. Is there any potential wide players that Arsenal could look to bring in on loan? Off the top of my head, I'm struggling to think of one that is good enough to bring us what we need during this window. I'm really struggling. You'd look to Chelsea and be like, you've got so many wingers. <laughs> Surely one of them is available on loan, but I doubt they'd want to help strengthen Arsenal in any way. Um, Todd has you tracked, says Cam. Um, let's scroll down. Uh, Neil says, Tom, your predictions on how many players Arsenal will sign? I'm probably gone down to one. I was hopeful of two. I'm probably down to one now, Neil, at this stage. Optimism seems to be diminishing with every passing day, unfortunately. But I'm hopeful that we can get at least one through the door and that one will hopefully be a forwards. But the midfielder... Is, is still seemingly something that we need to make sure that we have. Recalling Patino might genuinely be something we need to think about. Andrew says, hi, Tom. Don't you feel that we should move into the thought mode that we should we would not be signing any player this winter or this winter, seeing that the strategy we are adopting seems to be either this target or nothing else? I mean, I, we haven't, Andrew, had that strategy. The target of this one or nothing else is not something Arsenal have adopted. We wanted a number of players that we didn't get and we've moved for another target. You think about last window, we wanted Lissandro Martinez. We couldn't get him. We got Alexander Zinchenko. In January, we wanted Dusan Vlaovic. We didn't get him. In the summer, we got Gabriel Jesus. In the summer that we didn't get Buendia, we got Erdegaard. In the summer that we didn't get Emerson, we got Tomiyasu. In the summer that we didn't get Jules Kunda, we got Ben White. So, you know, it's not the strategy at all that if we don't sign somebody we want, we don't get anyone else. Because in fact, we've got a very good history of not signing the players we want and still signing a very good player instead. So hopefully that optimism should give us hope that there is still scope to do more 
this window. Stephen says, Tom, do you uh, think, as I have said before, that we have a left field target under the radar? Always possible, Stephen, because we know that Arsenal have been able to do deals very quietly before and surprise everybody. I'm hoping that's the case, but it's very difficult to see that happening at the moment with how things have changed so rapidly this window. Uh, Josh says, Tom, I think we just need to get in a pretty much any serviceable attacker that we can get. All we have for uh, backup is Emil Smith on the left. And if Eddie and Saka go down, we're in serious trouble. Of course, hopefully Reese Nelson returns soon. Gabriel Jesus, fingers crossed, steps up his recovery, but we're not going to get him back till February, March time. You're right, Josh. We do need somebody. Uh, and I think that's very obvious at this stage. Um... Where's Lukonga's is Jabu. He was in training this week, so should be back. Uh, Benji says, Tom, what are your thoughts on uh, Mana uh, Iwabuchi uh, moving to Spurs? Even as a loan, doesn't feel right. Yeah, not a fan. Ever of seeing one of our players move to Spurs at all. Um, she wasn't getting too many minutes, to be fair. Um, but yeah, never, never. <laughs> it's, it's, it is different. There is a different dynamic. I know it sounds weird, but it's... Spurs are just not considered anything close to title competitors to Arsenal. But yeah, it does seem a bit odd. A bit odd. I didn't even know about that. Iwabuchi moving to Spurs. Um, yeah, I think she wasn't... Yeah, that's mad that she's moved online. That, that is a strange one. A strange one. Uh, Leeds Gunner says, won't release clauses become ridiculous or rarer because of clubs like Chelsea? Um Release clauses you can expect are going to start to see a massive inflation. Absolutely. I don't doubt that that's going to happen. Um, So there you go. Uh, Oki says, Tom, I've seen the stats suggesting Rice is not even in the top 20 midfielders in the league, statistically speaking. Uh, What for you are his strengths? And is there another Premier League player similar? I think Rice's strengths when you watch him in this West Ham side, which if we're honest, is always going to have an effect on stats. You know, it's always going to have an impact on the way in which he plays, not being in and operating in one of the best teams in the league and instead operating in a team that's been fighting for European football, yes, but this season in particular is down in the doldrums of a relegation battle. Um, I love his progression. I love his strength. I love his recoveries. I love his tackles. You know, I think there's lots of qualities in him that would translate well to the number six role that we're currently using right now. I don't get the arguments that he's overrated. I don't think he is. It's difficult to ever justify a hundred million pound investment, but when I was speaking to John T. Coleman, our West Ham reporter yesterday on the Arsenal way, he certainly believes that he would be worth a hundred million pound investment. And he, as far as I'm aware, I'm not sure he's a West Ham fan, just a West Ham reporter, but don't take my word for that. Um, but uh, he believes that the investment would be worth it. I don't agree that Rice is overrated, but it's it's always difficult to see any player really in the world of football be worth that hundred million. But uh, I think that he's an obvious candidate for the long term number six role for Arsenal, and would be a statement signing in the summer. Um, says, uh, and I have to say, <laughs> rubbish. I get behind the argument of what is best for the club. I don't want us to overpay if the market is inflated. So be it. Uh, leave then. I don't really know what the point is there uh, Izzy says Tom do you think Man United beating City was a good thing because now we are able to see the type of tactics they will try on us and City play very similarly I think yes but I also realize that Mikel Arteta is looking and aiming to play Arsenal's game and that is the priority for him is that he wants to play our way yes he looks at the opposition and looks for weaknesses but the priority is always to play our game 
Um, Ira says, question, how would you rate this window now that 50% is gone? I'm, I don't rate it. I rate a window once it's finished. There's no point me rating a window until it's finished. So let's see what happens. Um, Akmal says, do you think United will use the same tactics? They oh, we've done that one. Uh, Reese says, Tom, do you think of Palinia? What do you think of him from Fulham? I think he's done very well since transitioning. Um, and if Arsenal were looking at him at Sporting, I'm sure they'll be keeping an eye on how he's transitioned to the Premier League with Fulham. But he would, I imagine, be very expensive if we wanted to get a hold of him. Um, let's go to Oli, who says, I only want us to sign the right player, not signing anyone for the sake of it. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, but I do think there are a lot of players that are worth Arsenal's investment in this window. Whereas last window, there weren't a lot of players. This window, I think there are opportunities for this window. Uh, Eris's question in the real world would you praise an employer that does not deliver plan A, plan B? Uh, it depends as if their plan C was good enough, but if if that's in the case of Edu, you know, if he doesn't deliver and we don't deliver something this window, they are going to be worthy of criticism, that is for sure. And we will be at the end of the window with our criticism ready if that doesn't happen. Uh, Redditcher says, Morning, Tom, you're doing good. I'm doing very well, mate. Thank you so much for asking. Anyhow, have you heard about PSG's uh, Warren Zaire Emery? I have. I think I saw a story yesterday suggesting we were linked to him, but that they have no interest in selling him. I've heard of him. I don't know anything about him. Um, so there you go. Uh, did I send Edu my list, says Derek. Uh, I hope he was watching because it did really detail that there is plenty of targets available for Arsenal during this transfer window. Um, Iquan says, Tom, could you pull up the results of the Manchester United game? They might need a bit of humbling uh, this morning. Uh, yeah, they, they drew 1-1. One, one. Um, I'm not going to take the time to pull the results up and go look themselves, but yeah, indeed. Calvin says, hi, Tom. Why do you think we're not in for Asensio? I think his contract expires this season. Uh, he's determined to stay at Real Madrid as far as I'm aware. He wants to stay there. Uh, he's got no interest in, in leaving for anywhere else. So I think he's probably made that clear through his intermediaries to any interested parties. Supposedly, he really wants to stay at Real Madrid and is trying to agree a brand new contract. Um, Akaka says, Tom, what are your thoughts on signing Declan Rice in this winter and then loaning him back to West Ham? I don't think Arsenal need to invest now. Use the money in the summer. Use the money we've got now to invest in Declan, in, uh, in sorry the players that we need to bring in that are going to give us an impact in this window for the midfield and for the forward line. The only player I'd be interested in giving any investment to is the Ivan Fresneda links who could go back on loan because we've got enough cover uh, right back. But he's a good player that certainly is one for the future. Um, but uh, yeah, we need to make sure we use the majority, if not all of our investment now and for players that are going to give us an impact now. That is what's important. Chris says, how do we go about improving our wage structure? Uh, we get ruled out of going for a lot of players due to wages, potentially title contenders, but players are not pushing. Can only think it's money related. Gradually, you just start seeing the wage bill increase. If you stay at the top of the league longer, you're able to establish yourself there. It's going to give you that ability to be able to push forwards and improve or rather heighten the expectations of wages. You're going to see Saka, Martinelli, Saliba, I'm sure, if and when they sign their new deals, go on to big, big wages. But what we're starting to see is clubs put players onto really lengthy contracts, which then enables them to uh, keep you know, keep hold of them for longer on lower amount of wages, which is something we're going to see more and more going forwards. Um, let's go to... 
scrolling down some more because I'm, I'm missing out on plenty of questions. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, by the way, guys, please do. It really means a lot when you show support to the channel by just clicking one button. It really makes a big, big difference. You have no idea how much support it does give to the channel. Uh, Sam says, hi, Tom. Uh, is Lindstrom's price so low because he has a release clause in his contract? Almost run out, and I think $25 million might be a good price. Let's have a quick look at Lindstrom's contract length, how length of time is left. Uh, it runs out in 26, so it's not it's not really sure. He has three more years after this one. Does he have a release clause? Yes, but Lindstrom, release clause. Quick check on that one. Uh, oh, it says he joined the club in 21 with a release clause amount of 23 million euros, and his contract is valid to 26. Really? Is that true? If that's tr- I mean, it's coming up saying FIFA, so I'm not sure that's right. Um I don't know if that's true. Um, I don't know if there's any legitimacy in that release clause. Have a quick check. Release clause. Nothing coming up here. Uh, I can't confirm that, I'm afraid, Sam. But uh, if it is true and he does have a release clause that low, it's a no-brainer for Arsenal to go after and try and reinforce someone as good as that. Uh, Tommy says, I think it's best that we sign a player that suits the system rather than just signing a winger and uh, for the sake of it. Of course. But, Tommy, there are options out there for the players that do fit the system. We talked a lot about uh, all of them, of course, in that show that we did the 30 players that Arsenal could sign. Um, Let's go to... I don't appreciate people that throw fake news into the chat box, so please don't do that. Um, Mohamed says, when can we start criticising our inability to finalise Saka, Marty and Saliba's renewals? How long has it been now? Again, the focus at the moment is very much on uh, transfers. These, These discussions are taking some time, yes. We can criticise it when they go. We can criticise it if we don't renew them. I'm not going to waste negative energy on criticising contract negotiations that might end in us renewing their deals. So we can criticise that if and when we need to cross that bridge. But right now, I'm not going to waste any negative energy on that, to be honest. Um, Dennis says, Tom, does Ivan Fresneda block Brook Norton Cuffey's path into the first team? Or is it too early for him to break through? You would have to argue that it does. Yeah, you'd have to say that it would break his, uh, would block his pathway. What I would say about Brook Norton Cuffey is that he doesn't really fit the style of right back that Arsenal use. He's very much kind of an offensive player, more traditional, up and down the touchline kind of fullback, loves to get into the box, loves to try and cross the ball into the box rather. Um, and Arsenal don't tend to play with that style of right back. Um, Neither do they play that style of left-back. You know, you think about Zinchenko's not that style either. He's very much a supportive technical player. Fresneda is more of a midfielder being played in that right-back position. So, and because of that, there's a lot of similarities to Zinchenko in that sense. So I think because of that, uh, Brook Norton Cuffey's future may lie elsewhere away from Arsenal um, as opposed to uh, playing on the right for us, which is a shame because I think he was very talented, but we've kind of moved away from using that style of right back in recent seasons ever since Bellerin kind of left the club. Uh, Hard Pixel says, Tom, why have the Tillemans links disappeared? I think it'd be a smart buy and worth the price. Lukonga needs a loan too. If we can get a forward, at least maybe try for a left centre midfielder that can play there. Um, Tillemans' links have certainly called, as I told you in the summer, but the club were very, very keen to, to see him move for a free. They, they feel as though they don't need to bring him in this window because he's gettable on a free transfer. That is still very possible, and Arsenal may indeed look to do that in the summer, but Leicester's price tag has always been higher than they thought he was worth for a player that would be going for free in the summer. Um, 
Lynn says, Tom, I think Arsenal needs to keep very quiet replayers because Todd Bowley is sitting by the phone with his checkbook waiting to pounce. Yeah, he is. Um, it's a real problem. It's a real big problem, Todd Bowley. And uh, Arsenal hopefully always try and do a lot of their business as quietly as they can. But it is proving a problem for us. Um, and it is proving difficult for us to to do deals quietly because there's so many reports, so many leaks, so many agents talking about things that it becomes near impossible to keep deals on the low. Uh, hopefully we can do that between now and the end of the window and bring players in. Uh, Akaka says, on alternatives, uh, who do you prefer Arsenal to go this window and why are we not concerned about midfield additions? It may again cost us what your thoughts. I'm not sure that not, we're not concerned about midfield condition, midfield additions. I think we're more concerned about the attackers. Because of that, we're hoping that Arsenal can bring in uh, a forward that's going to be able to support the front line. Because if either Osaka or Martinelli get injured, we're in we're in trouble. You know, I think we are in trouble. So we need to make sure that we've got that addition and that reinforcement to the forward line. If we get that done, there's always scope for us to try and sign someone in midfield. However, I think there is the potential that they look to the summer as the area where they'll be able to get the midfielder that they want, and that the midfielder that they want in January is just not available. You look at how they allowed Danilo to go to Nottingham Forest. They weren't convinced by Danilo, so much so that it was Nottingham Forest that bought him. You know, it's not a big, big club, a big, you know, well, Forest are a big club, but you know what I mean? A very competitive club at the top of one of the elite leagues. It's Forest that have gone and got him. So I think that probably is a bit telling as to how um, kind of the level that they saw Danilo at and the other clubs saw him at as well. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'm going to wrap things up there. Do drop a like on the video before you go. It means a lot. Thank you for the support. Uh, I'll be back, of course, with a show on the Arsenal Way at 10 a.m. as well this morning over on, as I say, another channel on the Arsenal Way. Um, not sure if there's a show this evening unless there's any big breaking news. Uh, other than that, I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning to keep you updated with everything happens in the next 24 hours. Uh, leave your comments and your thoughts on anything we've discussed on today's show. I try and read and reply to as many of them as I can. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you on the next one. Have a fantastic day, and as always, up the Arsenal. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.